Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Glad you're with us, and we're glad to be back bringing you some not terribly well-known recordings from some of the cobwebby corners of jazz history. And uh, before I begin, I just wanted to point out that uh, we do have a sponsorship button, and we're looking for some more sponsors all the time, some more people to join the family. So if you are of that inclination, please do. Uh, we'd love to have the encouragement and to keep these programs going. This has been a lot of fun, and I've made quite a few podcasts and radio shows and so forth, and I'm aiming to continue. But hopefully we can get some of you on board as well. So today's focus is going to be a singer that we've heard on one podcast in the past, our Pete Brown show from some time ago. I had uh, two or three numbers that were um, Pete Brown recordings behind this particular singer, and her name was Midge Williams. She's not a very well-known singer. She's kind of shadowy, in fact. Um, she made a handful of recordings, more than, more than a handful, two handfuls of recordings, and uh, with very good jazz uh, accompaniment, she worked with some top flight stars. She toured with the Louis Armstrong Big Band for a while and uh, did some very interesting things, but she's not very well known today, which is unusual because she's a very good jazz singer. I think of her as kind of an African-American counterpart to Mildred Bailey. Uh, they had the same light voice and very swingy style and uh, a way of uh, singing the melody of a song without singing the melody of a song, if you, I could say it that way. She uh, improvised around the, uh, the melody line, took some liberties with the lyrics. She would uh, play around with the chord changes as well. Um, not as much as Billie Holiday did, but um, certainly uh, more than most popular singers of the day. Midge Williams was born, we think, in California in about 1908, somewhere around there. She was uh, in vaudeville fairly young. She sang in some vocal groups. And uh, by 1933, she was in Shanghai. She had gone over there uh, on a tour. She was singing with Teddy Weatherford's band, which actually included Buck Clayton and possibly Albert Nicholas as well. Uh, and she was over there for about a year. On her way home, she stopped in Tokyo, where she sang for a while, and uh, actually made her first recording. She made... Uh, five recordings for uh, Japanese Columbia, I believe, and we're going to play two of them today in a little while. Then she came back to uh, the United States. She was in the West Coast for a while. She may have toured with the Fats Waller Big Band while he was out on the West Coast, and she made it to New York by 1936-37. She recorded uh, a number of uh, sides with Teddy Wilson, with Frank Freba, uh, with Lil Armstrong, and we're going to hear a cross-section of all of those, and also uh, made a number of recordings under her own name, Midge Williams and her Jazz Jesters, it was called, and she uh, will uh, be featured on quite a few of those that we're going to play a little bit later. So we're going to start out with a, uh, a tune that was associated with Ella Fitzgerald, who sang it with the Chick Webb Band. In fact, it was probably written for her, and she, I believe, had a hand in the writing of the tune as well. It's called Organ Grinders Swing. And we're going to hear it done by the Frank Freiba Orchestra. Frank Freiba, or Frank Freiba and his swing band. Uh, Freiba was a New Orleans piano player. He was a white player who uh, had played with uh, George Hartman's band in New Orleans, played with, I think, the New Orleans Owls for a while, quite a, quite a few different groups. He ended up in New York playing with Benny Goodman's first band, with the Let's Dance uh, broadcast band, and then uh, left to do session work and do some other things as well. And this recording session happened in August of 1936, for Columbia, features quite a cast. Bunny Berrigan on trumpet, Joe Marsala on clarinet, Artie Drillinger on tenor sax, Bobby Bennett on guitar, he had been playing with Stuff Smith's band, Artie Shapiro on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. Cozy Cole was also with Stuff Smith. We heard him and Bobby Bennett on a podcast with Stuff Smith a while back. And Grinders Swing from that session. There were four tunes that were cut that day, all of them with Midge Williams vocals, but uh, I happen to like this one the best. Following that, we're going to play a recording that uh, was done by Lil Harden Armstrong. She was uh, booking herself as Lil Armstrong and her swing orchestra. Lil Armstrong was a, an interesting uh, person. She was not a great jazz pianist at all, uh, but she was a pretty good musician and she was a good organizer. So she was uh, given the job of being the recording director for Decca Records in Chicago in the late 1930s, well, 1935-36 or so, and then moved to New York and did a lot of the same things in 1937-38 and after that. So we're going to hear one of her last uh, sessions for Decca, Lil Brown Gal Armstrong and her Dixielanders was the name of the band. Not a great name, but 
good music nonetheless, and it's going to feature Midge Williams singing Why is a Good Man So Hard to Find? And this will also um, feature some fine jazz players. Jonah Jones on trumpet, Don Stovall on alto sax, Russell Johns on tenor sax, Lil Armstrong on piano, Wellman Bro on bass, and Manzi Johnson on drums. After that, we are going to go to a Teddy Wilson session. Of course, Teddy Wilson's uh, recording band in the 1930s most often featured Billie Holiday, but occasionally if uh, they wanted something different or Billie Holiday wasn't available for the recording date, he would get other singers. Ella Fitzgerald, Helen Ward, uh, quite a few uh, other singers came and went on those dates, but Midge Williams made one in December of 1936. And we're going to hear the two tunes that she recorded uh, that day with Teddy Wilson and his orchestra, I'm With You and Where the Lazy River Goes By. Actually, we're going to do that in opposite order. Where the Lazy River Goes By and I'm With You. And those sides will feature Irving Mouse Randolph on trumpet, Vito Musso on clarinet. Actually, he was a tenor sax player, but he does a very credible job on clarinet. Ben Webster on tenor sax. Teddy Wilson, along with Alan Royce on guitar, John Kirby on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. Then, we're going to go to Japan, and we're going to finish up with the um, one of the two recordings we're going to hear from Midge Williams' Japanese recording. And she actually sings the lyrics in Japanese and English. Uh, it's Midge Williams accompanied by the Columbia Jazz Band on Japanese Columbia. These were done in February of 1934, and uh, the band was led by someone named Tommy Missman, who was the arranger, I guess, all Japanese musicians. Um, I'm not sure if any of them became well-known or not. I, I don't believe they did, but uh, they were a, a studio band playing jazz or American dance music in Tokyo in 1934. And Midge Williams joined them to sing the Hoagy Carmichael tune Lazy Bones and Dinah. And so we're going to finish off that set with Lazy Bones and start off the next one with Dinah. So those are our tunes for this set. Organ Grinder Swing, Why is a Good Man So Hard to Find, Where the Lazy River Goes By, I'm With You, and Lazy Bones.
It was just meant to be that way Oh, you see Cupid seemed inclined to be unkind Why is a good man so hard to find In my dream he comes to me Oh, that dream worries But alas, my reveries all bring to mind Why is a good man so hard to find? Mississippi ain't no one is happy 
little bit of Midge Williams for you right now. We started out with Organ Grinders Swing from August 27th, 1936, Frank Freba and his Swing Band. Great solos by Bunny Berrigan and Joe Marsala on that one, and Artie Drellinger on tenor sax. He was more of a studio player, but he could play some good jazz, as we see there. And Bobby Bennett on guitar, Artie Shapiro on bass, Cozy Cole on drums, and Frank Freba himself on piano. Then we went to the uh, Lil... Harden Armstrong series. Lil Brown Gal Armstrong and her Dixielanders with Jonah Jones, Don Stovall, Russell Jones, uh, Lil Armstrong, Wellman Bro, Manzi Johnson, and Midge Williams on vocal. And we heard Why is a Good Man So Hard to Find. After that, we heard two by the Teddy Wilson Orchestra featuring Irving Randolph on trumpet, Vito Musso on clarinet, Ben Webster on tenor, with Wilson, Alan Royce, John Kirby, and Cozy Cole in the rhythm section, and all backing Midge Williams singing Where the Lazy River Goes By and I'm With You. Then we finished up with that Curiosity, uh, the Japanese recording uh, for Columbia in Tokyo, February of 1934, uh, Lazy Bones. Midge Williams singing the lyrics both in Japanese and in English, and we're going to hear another one from those sessions in just a minute. Apparently she had uh, gone to the Orient with a family vocal trio, and... Uh, she was on her way back when she did those recordings, and then they ended up in California, and I guess her brother passed away uh, due to a, an accident, apparently, and she went out on her own at that point and uh, started singing with uh, all these other groups we're talking about. So we're going to, uh, as I said, hear another one of these Japanese recordings. We're going to hear Dinah, and uh, same thing, more uh, Japanese and American lyrics interesting recordings. These recordings were thought lost for a very long time and they came out on a, uh, a three CD set uh, of uh, Classics Complementary Tracks, the great label from France, Classics, um, that put out hundreds and hundreds of jazz CDs in the 1980s and 90s and into the 2000s. And this was a, a sort of a, a filler uh, project. They uh, replaced some tunes that had been mislabeled. They uh, found some that they had that had been lost at the time the original issues came out and so very interesting collection and three of those uh midge williams japanese recordings are on there so after dinah we're going to go to uh a kind of an oddball thing with midge williams singing with miff mole's molars miff mole of course was the trombone player uh who was so uh popular and prominent in the 1920s recording with his friend red nichols uh red nichols bands almost invariably had miff mole in them and he was the probably the most influential trombone player of the 20s until Jack Teagarden and Jimmy Harrison came along. And by 1937, when these recordings were made for Brunswick, he had a, uh, a big band, or at least he put one together for uh, this recording date. And it has uh, some familiar names in it. It has Harry James and Chris Griffin from the Benny Goodman Band on trumpet, along with Tony Tortomas on trumpet, Miff Mole, Glenn Miller, and Vincent Grand on trombone, Paul Ricci on clarinet and alto, Toots Mondello playing lead alto. Uh, it only says two saxophones. I think there may be another one or two in there someplace. Frank Cinerelli on piano, Carl Kress on guitar, Sid Weiss on bass, and Sammy Weiss on drums. So, interesting little group. Kind of more, more out of the 20s from the rhythm section and more in the 30s for the horn section. Uh, and we're going to hear a, uh, a Midge Williams feature on a tune called How Could You? And this is a nice swingy little tune by Harry Warren and Al Dubin. Then from there, we're going to start with the Midge Williams um, recordings, Midge Williams Jazz Jesters. And these are, are um, interesting ones that uh, feature quite a cross-section of jazz talent from that period. And uh, we're used to hearing things like that with the uh, Teddy Wilson and the Red Allen uh, recording sessions that utilized musicians uh, who were available at any given time for these recordings of pop numbers. We're going to start with um, a tune called Let's Begin Again, and that will be from the first session of Midge Williams and Her Jazz Jesters. We're also going to do another one from that session, too, Walkin' the Dog. Um, that was a, a, an old dance number from the 1910s by Shelton Brooks, uh, but here given some swing, uh, swing clothing. These were done for the Variety label in February of 1937, about a week after the Miff Mole recording, by the way. And uh, the jazz jesters in this case were the members of the Raymond Scott Quintet, the interesting little group that uh, did a lot of jazz novelty work uh, in the 1930s. They did things like uh, Powerhouse and... Uh, 
uh, a number of other things. We may be doing a podcast on them coming up. So the members of this group are Dave Wade on trumpet, Pete Pomiglio on clarinet, Dave Harris on tenor, Raymond Scott himself on piano, an unknown guitarist, Lou Shub on bass, and Johnny Williams on drums. And that'll be our set. We'll have Dinah. How could you? Let's begin again and walk in the dark.
have some Midge Williams. We started out with Dinah. Uh, interesting Japanese and uh, English lyrics there from that recording in Tokyo. Had some good solos from a trumpet and a clarinet player as well. I don't know uh, how evolved jazz had become in Tokyo in the middle 1930s, but uh, there was a presence in the Orient for jazz. We do know that in Shanghai and Hong Kong, for that matter. Then we went to How Could You, Midge Williams with Miff Moles Molers, that big band. We heard uh, a good trombone solo in there, as we would expect with Miff Mole, and uh, sort of a clunky rhythm section, but uh, a nice swing arrangement done in 1937. And then two tunes from Midge Williams and her Jazz Jester's first session on February 26, 1937 for the Variety label, uh, Let's Begin Again and Walk in the Dog, with some good solos by members of the... Um, Raymond Scott Quintet, sextet in this case, actually more like a septet in this case, backing Midge Williams. We heard Dave Wade on trumpet, Pete Pamiglio doing some excellent clarinet work, especially on Walking the Dog, and Dave Harris on tenor sax, along with Raymond Scott, Lou Shube, and Johnny Williams. So Midge Williams uh, continued through the 1930s singing with bands. She toured with the Louis Armstrong Big Band for a while, and apparently there's an air check or two uh, out there of her. She didn't record commercially with them, uh, but apparently there is a, a version of Heebie-Jeebies, which you can find. Uh, she was with several other bands in the 1940s, but ill health kind of overtook her by the early 40s, and uh, she was in and out of performing. Uh, her last performance, I guess, on record was on a Jack Webb radio show. She did Cow Cow Boogie uh, in uh, 1946. I'm indebted to my friend uh, Dave Whitney, a fine trumpet player on the North Shore of Boston, for filling me in on some of those details. And uh, Midge Williams passed away rather young in 1952, I believe it was, of tuberculosis. Uh, another source that I uh, consulted said she was actually born in 1915. Uh, one source said 1908, but 1915 would have made her quite young, so um, doubly tragic in that case. So we're going to hear another set worth of jazz gestures, Midge Williams and her jazz gestures recordings. The first two are recorded uh, or were recorded with Billy Hicks and his Sizzlin' Six. It was an existing group in New York City. It was working on 52nd Street. Had a few well-known musicians in it. And they're going to do I Was Born to Swing and Oh Miss Hannah. Uh, from July 9th of 1937, also for the Variety label. Billy Hicks is on trumpet, Fernando Arbello on trombone, Edmund Hall on clarinet, Cyril Spider-Haynes on piano, Leroy Jones on guitar, Alfred Hall on bass, and Arnold Bowling on drums. And then we're going to jump over to a um, session from November of 1937. Uh, we heard one tune from this session already on our Pete Brown podcast. We heard Singing the Blues, and we heard two other tunes, Lady is a Tramp and Fortune Telling Man from the previous session a couple of weeks earlier than that. Uh, these were done with members of the John Kirby Sextet. So the tune we're going to hear right now from November 23rd, 1937 for Vocalion is Mama's Gone Goodbye. Kind of an unusual pick. That was a tune by Armin Perone and Steve Lewis of New Orleans, who had brought it uh, north with the uh, Perone band when they played at the Roseland Ballroom in New York in 1924 and recorded it there. And Steve Lewis recorded a piano role of that. Uh, but somehow it was resuscitated for this particular recording session that also featured Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Buster Bailey on clarinet, Pete Brown was on alto sax, Billy Kyle on piano, James McLean on guitar, John Kirby on bass, and O'Neill Spencer on drums. Then we're going to hear from a few months later, February 18th, 1938, Love is Like Whiskey, which will also feature a very fine Pete Brown alto solo. This is a tune that was composed uh, by Roger Seguire, who was a piano player and music director. He had apparently been instrumental in taking Midge Williams and her family group uh, over to the Orient uh, in the early 1930s, and uh, he served as their accompanist for a while, I guess. He later became the chief arranger for Jimmy Lunsford's band, so interesting career, and he composed that tune. Then we're going to finish up with a tune that has something in it to offend just about everyone. It's called Rosie the Redskin, and this is with the uh, John Kirby band as well. This time Russell Prokope uh, replaces Pete Brown on alto and has an excellent solo, one of his very best solos from this period. Danny Barker sits in on guitar. He's from New Orleans. He'd been playing with the Cab Calloway band at the time. And, of course, Midge Williams. So those are our tunes for our final set of Midge Williams. I was born to swing, Oh Miss Hannah, Mama's Gone Goodbye, Love is Like Whiskey, and Rosie the Redskin.
must be happy. You got to love all the time. Oh, you men treat the women just like an old-fashioned. You men treat the women just like an old-fashioned. Midge Williams, and that's uh, 
Nice tribute to a very good singer who was very little known today and didn't have a lot of notoriety even during her life, but very effective jazz singer. We started out with I Was Born to Swing and Oh Miss Hannah, Midge Williams accompanied by her jazz gestures, which in that case were made up of Billy Hicks and his sizzling six, Billy Hicks on trumpet, Fernando Arbello on trombone, Edmund Hall on clarinet was the front line, and they were the ones who did the solos. Then we went to Mama's Gone Goodbye, which featured members of the... um, uh, John Kirby sextet, including uh, Charlie Shavers, Buster Bailey, and Pete Brown, along with Billy Kyle, James McLean, John Kirby, and O'Neill Spencer. And uh, interesting version of a tune that no one else was recording in 1937. Then Love is Like Whiskey, featuring a great Pete Brown solo in there. Nice nice blues. And then going to a, a novelty, to end all novelties, Rosie the Redskin. Uh, as I said, something in there to offend nearly everybody. Again, with the John Kirby sextet. Charlie Shavers, Buster Bailey, Russell Prokop this time, playing alto and doing a very good solo on there with a sort of a jungle drum accompaniment by O'Neill Spencer. So we hope you've enjoyed this program of a little-known singer who was nevertheless very accomplished and had good taste in her accompanist. I don't know how much choice she had and who accompanied her, but she was certainly at the very least fortunate in her accompanists with all the great jazz players who recorded with her that we just heard about. So, thank you again. My name is John Clark. You're listening to the Jazz Focus. Hope you'll be interested in sponsoring us going forward. Uh, Take a look at that little sponsorship button on audacity.fm or any of the other platforms you may find us on. have a lot of programs coming up, a lot of plans for programs coming up. So, hope you're interested enough to keep tuning in every now and then. And I'll keep putting them up there. So, thank you again, and uh, I will see you on the other side.